0: Welcome to episode 242 of the TruthQuest podcast, the truth about the Restrict Act. I want to spend a few moments explaining why I chose this as a topic for an episode. I did not choose this topic simply because it's in the headlines. I chose it because of what it demonstrates about how corrupt Washington, D.C. is. And I'm pointing the fingers at both parties here. It's not enough to point to the doomsday cult formerly known as the Democratic Party and say all the problems of the country are due to them because that's not exactly true. While it is true that the National Democratic Party is run by a bunch of Marxists who hate America, hate religion, hate patriotism, hate parents, hate traditional marriage. They basically hate everything that makes society pure and moral and just, and they're hell-bent on destroying the country there are dark and corrupt forces on the other side of the aisle as well. Let's just say it out loud. The majority of Congress are made men and women, or they're kept men and women. They are made and kept by their donors. Former Director of National Intelligence John Ratcliffe told us several years ago that he was alarmed by the number of members of Congress who were being influenced and or bribed by the Chinese Communist Party. The CCP has spent decades bribing our national politicians. Their prized possession currently resides at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. Biden is a wholly owned subsidiary of the CCP through Hunter Biden's numerous business arrangements. Big tech, big pharma, and big military industrial complex play a big part, too, in the corrupting nature of D.C. and our elected officials. Just look at the officially posted donor lists of any public official, and you'll see what I mean. Lord only knows what goes on off the books. I mean, how is it that these people come to Congress with middle class credentials and net worth and leave office multimillionaires? Think about how easy it must be for all of these influencers to influence 535 people and gain control of what used to be the most powerful country on the planet. Or how easy is it to influence these same 535 people and let them manage the decline of this formerly great nation? I heard Congressman Matt Gates the other day on Steve Bannon's podcast say that the big pharma employs more, that big pharma employs more lobbyists than there are members of Congress. I think the point he made was something like these companies assign more than one lobbyist for every individual member of Congress. I repeat, these are kept men and women. They are kept by the donor class. They don't give a shit about you. Why else do you think the entire swamp in D.C. rallied together to destroy the Trump presidency? Think back. Who led the charge? Remember Paul Ryan? Mitch McConnell? What did they do to defend Trump when he came into office? Nothing. Because he was a threat to their power. He was a huge threat to their donor base as well, as he sucked up most of the money. The entire doomsday cult, formerly known as the Democratic Party, was and is unanimously opposed to all things Trump, even to this day as Democratic district attorneys and attorneys general continue their never-ending pursuit of the man. With that as a backdrop, I want to discuss a bill that was submitted in March of this year, 2023, that serves the purpose of proving yet again that other than a few members of Congress, maybe two dozen on a good day, The elected leaders in D.C. are not your friends, because friends do not take away your rights and threaten to fine and imprison you if you speak ill of them. The Restricting the Emergence of Security Threats that Risk Information and Communications Technology Act, or the Restrict Act, is framed as the Ban TikTok Act, but actually doesn't even mention TikTok in the entire bill. What it is really about is government control of online content, which is really nothing new as the Twitter files expose with the FBI managing the federal government censorship racket. Check out episodes 228 and 234 for a deep dive into the truth about the Twitter files. Instead of having the FBI do all the heavy lifting, the Restrict Act shifts the responsibility to the Department of Commerce, an unconstitutional federal bureaucracy. It is charged with controlling what you and I see and read online and punishing those who don't remain on the 3 by 5 card of allowable opinion. You know, like telling people the so-called COVID vaccine that the federal government and big pharma were pushing can maim and kill you? or talk about ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine, or talk about the Biden crime family, or the open border, or pointing out the lies about the Afghanistan withdrawal, or the bombing of the Nord Stream pipeline, or the lies about the war in Ukraine, or the dangers of the central bank digital currency, or the coming collapse of the US dollar. Do I need to go on? Think of the Restrict Act as the Patriot Act and the Alien and Sedition Acts on steroids. It is a spit in the eye of the First Amendment. The bill, sponsored by Freedom of Speech hater, Democrat Senator Mark Warner, and Republican Senator Tom Thune, is a Trojan horse. A sheep in wolf's clothing. Pick your metaphor or analogy, and it is exactly that. Other Republicans who support the bill include Deb Fischer, Jerry Moran, Don Sullivan, Susan I-Really-Am-A-Democrat Collins, Mitt the traitor romney Shelley Moore Capito, Kevin Kramer, Tom, the sellout Tillis, Lindsey, I never saw a war that I didn't want your children to die fighting, Graham, and Chuck Grassley. That last one really has me perplexed. What the hell is Grassley doing throwing in with this hate America crowd? Lindsey Graham made a complete ass of himself recently by going on the Jesse Waters show on Fox. When asked by Waters why he supports a bill that is a clear violation of the First Amendment, he told Jesse that he'd have to get back to him. In other words... He had no idea what was in the bill. His staff and or the lobbyists that kiss his ass and give him money told him that it's the banned TikTok bill and he went along with it. He never bothered to read it, like most members of Congress, and allowed his name to be associated with it. Let's dive into what the hell is this restrict act all about. The Act requires federal actions to identify and mitigate foreign threats to information and communications, technology, products, and services. It also establishes civil and criminal penalties for violations under the bill. Ron Paul summarized it this way. The Restrict Act makes no mention of TikTok or ByteDance. That's the Chinese company that owns TikTok. The Chinese government is mentioned only once in the bill when it is designated a foreign adversary along with five other governments. What the bill does do is give the Secretary of Commerce power to identify, deter, disrupt, prevent, prohibit, investigate, and mitigate transactions involving information and communications, technology, products, and services in which any foreign adversary has an interest and that pose an undue or unacceptable risk to U.S. national security or the safety of U.S. persons. Here are some specifics. Commerce may, one... Designate any foreign government or regime as a foreign adversary upon determination that the foreign government or regime is engaged in a long-term pattern or serious instances of conduct significantly adverse to U.S. national security or the security and safety of U.S. persons. And, two, remove such a designation. Commerce must notify Congress before making or removing a designation. These actions are subject to congressional disapproval. Notice the vague language. Notice how Congress basically says that they have veto power here. So, if Congress is run by Democrats, they would easily allow the continued persecution of all things Trump, all things MAGA, and never veto anything related to that, and allow the dual justice system to continue on its merry way. The bill outlines enforcement mechanisms including actions by the Department of Justice and civil and criminal penalties for violations. Wait until you hear what those are. That's coming up in a minute. We are led to believe that this bill will only affect people outside the U.S. from influencing people within the U.S., just like the Patriot Act promised only to monitor foreign communications right up until the point when we found out that the NSA had built huge server farms in Utah to house everyone's communications, including Americans. The Restrict Act is no different. It's a Trojan horse. The bill names as adversaries China, Cuba, Iran, North Korea, Russia, and Venezuela. But it gives the government the freedom to deem anyone a national security risk and go after them. The vagueness and broadness of the language in this bill should alarm everyone who believes in the right of privacy and free speech. I want to stop right there and propose a new rule for Congress. That being the banning of the words, quote, that the secretary of fill in the blank determines from all future bills. That language is a complete abdication of Congress's duty of oversight. You don't pass a law and say, whatever the secretary says. That's horseshit because secretaries are not elected. They did the same shit in Obamacare. If my memory serves, they used the words at the secretary's discretion like two dozen times. I remember Rush Limbaugh going batshit crazy over that. As we continue, don't forget that both parties signed on to this thing. And I don't give a shit if they say, well, I never read it. We already know that. You guys vote on bills that you don't read all the time. That is one reason why Congress's approval rating is below 20%. This next paragraph from Section 3 should send chills down the spine of anyone who is awake and paying attention. Here we go. The secretary, in consultation with the relevant executive department and agency heads, is authorized and shall take action to identify, deter, disrupt, prevent, prohibit, investigate, and otherwise mitigate, including by negotiating, entering into, or imposing and enforcing any mitigation measures to address any risk arising from any covered transactions by any person, or with respect to any property subject to the jurisdiction of the United States and that the Secretary determines. There we go again. Now, Who are these relevant executive departments and agency heads? That's a good question. They include the Secretary of the Treasury, the Secretary of State, the Secretary of Defense, the Attorney General, the Secretary of Homeland Security, the United States Trade Representatives, the Director of National Intelligence, the Administrator of General Services, the Chairman of the Federal Communications Commission, and the heads of other executive departments and agencies, as appropriate. Don't you feel better now? Six of the ten agencies or departments mentioned there are unconstitutional. They shouldn't even exist. And don't you love that last one, as appropriate? As determined by who? Some friggin' government bureaucrat? This information and communications technology products highlighted in the act are expansive and unspecific. They range from desktop applications, mobile apps, web-based applications, payment platforms, and gaming systems. It also includes webcams, Wi-Fi networks, drone cameras, home surveillance systems, and even biotechnology. They can access anything on the unlucky victim's computer, video games, banking information, chats, and anything their computer is connected to, like a ring doorbell camera or a smart appliance. I want to pause for a moment and point out that the conduct that the Restrict Act seeks to prohibit is not a crime. And beyond that, the state surveillance of private activity necessary to identify the relevant transactions is as anti-American as anything I can think of. There's no warrant, no due process. They are violating property rights and infringing on freedom of speech. The bill gives the government much leeway in defining what qualifies as illegal information. We've already seen government officials and their friends in the media conflate anti-establishment arguments with foreign disinformation. They've even falsely labeled accurate news stories as foreign disinformation or malinformation. They lied about President Trump being a foreign asset of Russia for, what, four years? They're still doing it today. It will only be a matter of time before these same people start using powers granted to them by the Restrict Act to criminalize certain dissenting views under the guise of counterintelligence. The Mises Institute argues against the Restrict Act from a property rights angle. Think about it this way. If someone wishes to read, watch, or listen to a foreign government, maybe they want to hear both sides of a geopolitical dispute to be better informed. And a website owner is willing to deliver that piece of media to them, It is completely within the rights of both the consumer and the website owner to engage in that transaction. But under this bill, you could be flagged as what? A collaborator? A foreign adversary? I mean, the options are endless because the tyrants will come after you if you do not conform. If you're still on the fence about this whole restrict act, wait until you hear this. As written, the restrict act is not subject to the Freedom of Information Act. Let that sink in for just a minute. We have already discussed the fact that the bill allows rampant constitutional violations. On top of that, should you fall victim to the act, no one will ever be able to get the information needed to help you? Oh, hell yeah. Where do I sign up to get some of that? Remember, there are United States Senators who endorse this bill that blatantly violates the Constitution and prevents any level of transparency. Don't ever forget that. Still think you want to blindly support one or two of these major political parties at the national level? Sixth grade logic is all that is required to understand that the only reason you would want to avoid FOIA is they anticipate needing to hide something. You know, like the NSA spying apparatus, or the actions of the Federal Reserve, or the CIA torture black sites, or Guantanamo Bay, or the Twitter files and other online censorship or the Gulf of Tolkien, or the adverse effects of the often toxic, sometimes deadly, so-called COVID vaccine, or federal involvement in the January 6th protest. Oh, and get this. It also provides for unlimited hiring power to enforce this act, with no budget limit. You mean like 87,000 new IRS agents? Yes, sir. Just what we need, another federal bureaucracy with the power to put you in jail. This country looks more and more like the Soviet Union in current-day China with every waking day. I truly think that the majority of elected officials in D.C. wish they had the power that the CCP has in China. They literally want to shut down dissent. They do not want to be forced to defend their ideological beliefs in the public square because they are mind-numb mental midgets who lust for power, money, and control. And finally, let's examine some of the penalties for violating this monstrosity. Section 10 explains how anyone can be investigated and deemed a threat. Section 11 addresses a lengthy list of proposed unlawful acts, many of which are too vague to really nail down, and thus will be abused to paint nearly anyone with conflicting opinions as guilty. Anyone committing one of these vaguely worded unlawful acts could be subject to harsh civil and criminal penalties. Civilly, they could face a fine of a quarter of a million dollars. Criminally, it gets worse, far worse. Reading from Section 11, Number 1, in general, A person who willfully commits, willfully attempts to commit, or willfully conspires to commit, or aids and abets in the commission of an unlawful act described in the subsection A, shall upon conviction be fined not more than one million dollars, or if a natural person may be in prison for not more than 20 years or both. Also, once you're convicted, they'll face criminal forfeiture, any property, real or personal, tangible or intangible, used or intended to be used in any manner to commit or facilitate the violation or attempted violation of paragraph 1, and any property, real or personal, tangible or intangible, constituting or traceable to the gross proceeds taken, obtained, or retained in connection with or as a result of the violation. So they can fine people a million bucks, throw them in jail for 20 years, and take everything that they own. And we have members of Congress from both parties looking at this and saying, sign me up for some of that. Keep in mind, these penalties are worse than those handed down to those who riot, loot, assault, and rape in many blue cities around the country. The penalties are worse than those for kidnapping, bank robbery, the production and distribution of child porn, drug and human trafficking. That tells you a lot about the priorities of our so-called leaders in D.C. The fact that a bill like this goes sponsored in the halls of Congress is very telling. The Founding Fathers would be appalled. This is just another example of what I mean when I say Washington, D.C. is beyond reform, and really the only hope for America's survival is mass state secession. Not only do we need a national divorce of the red and blue states, we need a national divorce of all the states from the federal government. When our federal so-called leader's priority is to take their constituents' freedom away, it's time to say goodbye to the Union. The states created the federal government and granted it very limited powers. 250 plus years later, we have the largest government in the history of the world that commits immeasurable harm on people, not only in America, but around the world. A bill that expands the already out-of-control surveillance state and penalizes people for reading, writing, or speaking something that might not conform with the D.C. orthodoxy, should be laughed out of the halls of Congress. Instead, it receives 20 or more co-sponsors. What the hell is going on? I have two rules of thumb when it comes to legislation at the federal or state level. Number one, unless you can point to the phrase and clause in the respective constitution that grants the government the power to do whatever they are proposing— The bill cannot be brought to the floor of the respective chamber for a vote. And number two, if the bill's language allows the government to operate in secret with an unlimited army of enforcers, it can't be brought to the floor for a vote. This bill does both. Call, email, or send your congressional representatives a message on social media telling them to oppose the Restrict Act with every fiber of their being. And never forget the names of those who I mentioned earlier who decided to sponsor this bill. They are either too tyrannical or too stupid to remain in the halls of Congress. And that's the truth about the Restrict Act. Please share relevant episodes of the TruthQuest podcast with your friends, and please subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform.